are very thankful to have our brother Tom Walker uh, agree to speak to us this morning and be a part of uh, this series. Tom is a Bear Valley graduate and one that um, has been uh, preaching for the Inglewood Church of Christ for um, how many years? I was hired part-time right after I graduated. Which was what year? That was 95. 95. So he's been there a long time. Tom is one that uh, you may already know is an excellent craftsman. He is very skilled when it comes to carpentry and building and stuff like that. And he could easily have chosen a life path that would have gone a very different direction uh, because of that skill set. And he's very much a skill set. But he has used that um, to help people to advance uh, the cause of Christ and open up doors for the gospel. If you know Tom, you know that he's got a heart as big as the world. He loves people. He loves uh, sharing the gospel, has led uh, many people to Christ over the years. And, um, and, and just one of those uh, people that you can't help but love and appreciate um, for the, the great heart that he has. Um, consider Tom a good friend. Uh, you know, love him and love the, the love that he has for the Lord. We've made a number of trips uh, to work with the uh, Native Americans in uh, Arizona and New Mexico. Uh, and it's pretty much an annual thing. I think COVID kind of knocked that off track a little bit. But um, that's what he does. He sacrifices himself for the cause of Christ uh, in so many different ways. And uh, anyway, just uh, appreciate the good man this morning. We're grateful uh, for him to be with us this morning. Tom, come preach the word. Good morning. It's an honor to be here. It's great to be here. It's great to see some smiling faces. It must not be midterms yet. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be here a, a year after a dear brother's passed away, Michael Bryan. It's been a year, Gideon. He inspired me in so many ways. He was a student here at Bear Valley, graduated in 93 or 94. I think you kicked him out in 94, but anyway, what a great brother. He was in Wuhan, China, for 24 years preaching the gospel. <coughs> and many of you got to see him as God extended his life 10 months extra after his horrific uh, uh, near-death experience. 
But this morning, uh, I, I would like to draw our attention to Philippians, the book of Philippians. If you have your Bibles, open to Philippians. Denny uh, sent out this flyer to us. I'm sure all received it, and it was, it was a flyer that uh, reminded us to, to come up with a, a theme or some things that have helped us that may help you. I think they will. Whenever we go to the Word of God, we're helped. Uh, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it pierces us. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. See, God sees all things. And he wants us to grow. He wants us to know that he's with us, that we have a relationship with him. And I could see that in Paul's writing. So what I've been doing in the last few years that have been very challenging, I have been turning to the word of God. I'm in Peter now. I'm loving that. But uh, the, the last previous years have been in the, the letters of Paul, especially the prison epistles. And this one really stands out to me. In fact, our theme in uh, 2001 at Inglewood was press on. Dioko, press on. And it, it, it has helped me tremendously. We even had the theme at camp, Camp Cornania. Uh, I was saying that, we, uh, that I love going down to the reservation. And by the way, I got to do that this year. Uh, after three years of not meeting on the res, it was awesome. We had a great theme there. But at Camp Cornania two, uh, last year was press on. Brett Carter prick, picked press, press on for our theme at camp. And it was just wonderful. So this is a, a text that has really inspired me. And I pray it will inspire you this morning. Inspired Paul. Read what he says here in, in chapter 3 and verse 12. At the end of that verse, verse 12, he says, I was laid hold of by who? Christ Jesus. Katalabano. I like that word. Jesus Christ laid hold of Paul. He got his attention in Acts chapter 9 on the road to Damascus. But Paul heard the gospel. Amen. And he made the decision to have Jesus as his Savior. Do you remember what Ananias said? See, Ananias had, he was katalabano uh, by Jesus. Someone taught him, and then he was out teaching the gospel. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. He was doing what God wanted him to do in all Christians. And he taught Paul, the gospel, and Paul obeyed. Remember, he said, why do you delay? Get up, Paul. Saul, Paul. Be baptized. Have your sins washed away. Call upon the name of the Lord. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. Jesus laid hold of Paul. We've got some football players here. Defensive players. You're playing defensive back. What do you, what's your key game to get the offense, if it's the quarterback, the running back, whoever, right? You want to what? Cut the no. <laughs> This is so much better in a spiritual sense, isn't it? He was laid hold of. Now he says, not that I've already obtained... See, he wanted to be with Jesus. Do you remember what he said earlier in this letter? Uh, to, to, to live as Christ, live Christ, that's really what it is in the original language, die gain. He wanted to be with Jesus, but he hadn't obtained that yet. 
Not that I've been made perfect. Not that I've obtained Christ Jesus in a greater sense. But what did he say? Dioko. I press on. Well, Paul, how do we press on? You're in school right now. How do you press on? Some of you I talked to are getting ready to graduate. How do you press on? In a marriage, how do you press on? In your ministry, raising a family. I think we can find some keys right here in chapter 3 and verse 13. I, I see we could press on by not being content. I'll, I'll get into that in just a minute. By, by staying focused and by straining forward. Number one, let's look at this thought of not being content. Being discontent. That almost sounds weird, doesn't it? If you go to chapter 4 uh, of Philippians... Paul would say, I've learned to be content. It was a process. I I learned to have much and to have little. Hungry. He learned contentment. And in that context we have, how can he press on there? Look what he says in chapter 4. In verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But in context, he's talking about earthly things. He's talking about material things. What's he talking about here in chapter 3 and verse 13? Spiritual things. I'm sure many of you came to school because you were not, what, content with your understanding of the Bible. By the way, opening chapel was great. Mike gave a great uh, talk that I needed to hear and you needed to hear. It's not about the academic things that you'll learn, although that's important. It's about having a relationship with the one who has obtained you. He's laid hold of you. You're going to learn more about him. And you seniors, you're just going, yeah. I was telling the students coming in here, this is righteous persecution that you're receiving here. This is good. Because it's drawing you closer, and it should, in your relationship with God. Because He has obtained you. He has laid hold of you. Paul, this is why he could go through the challenges that he was going through. If, I've, if I'm adding up the prison time that he had up to this point, consecutively, it could be up to five years that he was in chains for Christ, starting in Jerusalem and down to Caesarea, and then that, that famous boat ride to Rome, and then in Rome for two years. Wow! He wanted to know more about Christ. Look at chapter 3 and verse 10. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection. Don't we love learning about the power of God's resurrection, resurrecting us spiritually and eventually physically? To be with him spiritually in, 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 in an eternal body. But look at this. He says, fellowship with his sufferings that he may be conformed to his death. See, all Paul wanted to know was Christ. I pray that's why you're here today. That's why you're here in school. And that's why you want to go out, amen, and tell others 
how they can be laid hold of by Jesus Christ. Katalabano, I love that word. Next, I see this. He was never content spiritually. I pray that we aren't. Michael Bryan, he, he wanted to go back to China and be with Leo and Ting. That was his... He wasn't content until he was there, yet the Lord took him ten, a year ago on his birthday, on his 66th birthday, Michael Bryan. We had several talks in those 10 months that God spared his life, and they were miserable, but he preached. Paul is amazing. Number two, how did he do this? How did he press on? How do we press on? He says, this is one thing that I do. He pressed on by staying focused. Chapter 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I do not regard myself of laying hold of it yet, but one thing I do. I don't know if you're like me. I'm, I'm organizationally challenged, yet I'm a perfectionist. Think about that. I get a lot of projects. Irons in the fire. Now, I used to do this more when I was younger because you have your younger, you have all the dreams, and you think oh, you can do all this stuff. As you get older, you're going, wow, I think I should focus it down to one thing. Do what my wife tells me to do. Oh, that's one. Okay. <laughs> one thing. Paul honed it all down. Stay focused. It's kind of like what he said. I love this uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2. Set your mind on things above, right? Not on things below. Stay focused. Paul was focused. Now that was difficult in his situation that he's in. Maybe it's difficult for you. Maybe that check, that support check doesn't come in. Have you gotten one of those letters yet? <laughs> Sorry, we're, you know, we've just got a lot of things going on. We're praying for you, and they are. But you need to pay the bills, right? One focus. How can we press on by staying focused? How can you finish, accomplish your, your two-year program here? Stay focused. Right, teachers? Teachers, how are you going to do it? Stay focused on the students, and they are. They're wanting the best for you. One thing, Paul, he's pressing on. All right, it's number three. And this one is similar to pressing on, but it's, let's just read what he says. Brethren, I do not regard myself in having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward, straining forward for what lies ahead. How do we press on? By straining forward. Now, he says, forgetting what's behind. What is Paul trying to forget? Well, if we go up in this chapter, there are a lot of accolades that he had. In fact, if you, if you look at the word pursuing the Christians, there's our Dioko. You know what he used to do? Dioko, the church. 
And now with Christ laying hold of him, he's changed his direction. He's, deal, he's setting his mind on things above. He's pressing on to the goal. He is what? He is straining forward. He's forgetting his mistakes that he made. The things that he thought were important in the past. The mistakes, and he had a lot of them. I don't know about you, I had a lot of them. But they're behind me. How many of you run, you know, uh, you've got the same coming up, a run or walk. Can you imagine running like this? What's going, see? (laughs) What's going to happen? You can't look behind. How about your successes? Some of you I I know have, have had great success in the past, right? And praise be to God. But what happens if you dwell on those and you're running the race? You're not straining. You're not going forward. You're looking back. See, I think there's two different ways Paul is expressing this idea of how to press on. You need to strain forward. Our goal lies forward, ahead of us, in the future. Remember, Paul had not, well, by now he has, hasn't he? <laughs> In fact, we read uh, uh, 2 Timothy in chapter 4. Wow, it's powerful. He's being poured out like a drink offering. I fought the good fight. I finished the course. Isn't that great? You know, when, when Michael Bryan passed away, I'm starting to feel a little jealous. What do you mean by that, Tom? Well, He's in no pain, and he suffered, especially that last 10 months. He was pressing on. We were talking uh, before he went into hospice with Michael Bryan. I said, uh, you know, we're going to do a big birthday party for you on August 10th last year. And he looked at me, kind of scowled. I don't celebrate my earthly birthday. As he's laying there in pain before he goes into hospice, he tells me, well, maybe I'll meet Jesus on my birthday. Guess what happened? One o'clock in the morning. Amazing. No pain. Denny knows he was there from this, the get-go when he was in uh, Swedish and in the coma. My point is, We have to strain forward. Why must we press on? Why must we press on? So that I, so that you, so that we can lay hold of that which we were laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Katalaban. Remember, he laid hold of you. If you've obeyed the gospel, he laid hold of you. Now, for some of you, he laid hold of you, and and he wants you to come to Bear Valley. Amen? And and then for some of you, he wants you to lay hold of you, and he wants you to go out into the world. I I pray all of you do that. Maybe it's not your... uh, There's always a calling for us, but... We need to press on, dioko, to the goal. 
I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still had it, had I downward gone, Lord had my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane that I have found, Lord, let me feet on higher ground.